tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! 10K? No, 10 Ah, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? I'm losing my freaking mind watching this show. That's what's going on. That is the voice of Steph Z, and that is our minds blown over the prisoners. Once upon a time episode, we're one away from the finale. One number one, one away. Yeah. That's right. Ooh. We are the AfterBuzz TV panel here for the Prisoner After Show. As I mentioned, that is Steph Z. Hey guys, how's it going? Follow her at I am Steph Z. Do it. Follow me. Talk to me. I love you. And we have Meredith Placco. I don't know who I am. I don't have show notes. Phil didn't give me show notes. Phil That's gave just... us no show notes today. He's, yeah, but... he's pissed that yeah. Meredith is stealing some of his hard research. No, Meredith is running. I'm sure everyone I'm comes saying. to yeah. the after show for the banter that we have. I'm sure. Yeah. And I, of course, am Phil Svitek. We're talking once upon a time. <laughs> We're one away, as we mentioned. Um, we Shut will down. try to keep this very spoiler free. Here's the you thing. can't at this point. We're 16 deep. The mm-hmm. only thing that we can't spoil is number 17, which is Fallout. And that is what it is. And uh, Steph Z is a newcomer to the show, for, for those I of am. you joining us for the very first time. Meredith and I have seen Third it multiple round. times. Um, but I feel like overall, most things are pretty fair game. And mm-hmm. we're going to get into a lot of them. Um, um, and one of the first things that we like to get into is overall thoughts. And we always begin with Steph Z because she is the newcomer. What's up? Um, you know, I feel like you tricked me this week, Phil. Why? I feel like you did. Because when you handed over the DVD, you handed it over with this smirk of like, he he, thought you were confused now. Just wait. And in watching this one, it wasn't to me as far-fetched as the last two. So I felt more normalized by this episode than That's what's good. been happening. Yeah. That's good. Because you're... Yes. Well, the thing thing is about this episode, because it was filmed number six in order. Yeah. Number six. Yeah, number six. Number six. Uh, Two, four, five. Five. (laughs) It it harkens us back to where number six is a little bit more angry still at the village. He's very reactionary. It's not, you know, the past couple of episodes where we've seen him kind of playing the game. So he's he's still reacting to everything we see. And I think... For those who are, are used to the earlier episodes, it, it feels like right in vain. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a great episode. I mean, uh, what I love about it, it, you know, even though it was film number six mm-hmm. um, and they didn't quite know where the rest of it, it, it really is a culmination of all of that. Not just for the simple fact of like, you know, at the end he, he, he defeats number two and they say <laughs> you're free type oh. thing. But but um, just everything like, we've tried it all, but it didn't right. work type of thing. There's I, no I really, breaking him. Right? You know, uh, well, he was almost broken, but he, no. But at the end, you still can't. Yeah. But who who was? Well, I won't say that. I'll wait till the end. 
Fair enough. <laughs> um, there's so much. Uh, it's very symbolic. Um, this episode, and one of the things that ended up happening was um, the he he McGowan wrote this episode. He wrote it under a pseudonym um, Archibald uh, Archibald Schwartz. And because he didn't want, he thought it was so out there, he didn't want people judging him in any sort of way. Like, is this guy really competent? Like, what the hell did he put to pen to paper? Um, oh, but, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Hmm. Um, I mean, well, that's good to know for, from your guys' perspective that it's not that far fetched because he, no, he really was very nervous about this episode. No, the West, the past two episodes are way more <laughs> far fetched than this. The Western. The West, like, Really? Yeah. That guy should have hit his name. Really. <laughs> I mean, if we talk about it. Because I, I love this. This, this you know, goes back, and I, I, I know McGowan hates this, but this goes back to Danger Man days. <laughs> this, uh, yeah. this is, you know, some good mind-screwing spy stuff happening. Some good mind-screwing spy stuff, but mm-hmm. also at the end, McGowan outsmarts them. Yeah. So, for me, that's a normal that like that's been happening mm-hmm. so that wasn't something out of the ordinary uh, you know i was very interested of what in the like i must have down wtf in my notes <laughs> about 12 times in watching this well and it's like like wh- why are we children why are we brainwashed why what's happening here there's so much happening here well, I, I mean, um, part, a couple of things, right? And, and it works because it's so symbolic that it's it's this theater, right? And um, it, they're calling it the uh, you know the seven stages of of, um, of man, right? Mm-hmm. From uh, Shakespeare's "As You Like It." Um, and there's there's the infant, there's the schoolboy, the lover, the soldier, the older man, and second childhood. And we'll obviously talk about each of these stages because the number six doesn't quite go through all of them. Right. But, and, but instead, number two does, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. So, again, numbers two and number six are the same person. Maybe. Can, can, go ahead. Can you, can you support that claim a little bit more? Well, because if they're talking about going through seven stages, it's pretty much like a ref- like a mirror. It's, he's mirroring himself to number two, and it's going back and forth. I would say at some point they well kind of they they switch switch personalities or Mm -hmm. right yeah it's maybe mirror is not the right way but yeah they they it it changes like they see the other person there and it switches well because you 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 definitely get that with number two in a way almost connect he connects with number six he starts to sympathize he likes him yeah he likes him literally says I'm beginning to To like like you (laughs) yeah which is really creepy and weird especially when they're pretending to be children. It was a little, you know, yeah. pedophiliac to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit. It, it, I don't it, know if that's it a word. It was infantile. But... I would say okay. definitely infantile. All right. I took it there. Yeah. That is a great word. We've used that word many, mm-hmm. many a times. Um, what, what, one of the interesting parts um, of this, you know, one of the reasons why it was filmed this way even to begin with, uh, obviously there's the symbolic element of it, but they really, you know, even six episodes into The Prisoner, they needed to cut cost. Yeah. <laughs> so... Was a great way to do it. This was the least amount of scenes in any episode of The Prisoner. It only had 30 scenes. I have a question. Yes. Now that I've seen them all but the finale, the Mm -hmm. finale was always the finale, correct? 
Yes. Like, yeah. even with all the talk of the way the episodes could be well, different order, yeah, was the one that I haven't seen... Oh, was it the last one, no matter yeah. who yes. says? This six. one has to be the penultimate, and that one yeah. has to be the last one. Six was actually filmed, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, Phil, as as either the second to last or a cliffhanger for season... to lead into season two. Okay, yeah. so it was always... Once upon a time to the next one. To fall yes. out, yeah. To fall out. Now, what, and maybe it's not that interesting, we don't have to talk about it if it's not, but I'm curious to what was the sequence, like, where did the Weston go? The Weston did go where it went. Yeah, that's, that was one of the later, it was meant to be a second season sort of okay, episode. Okay, so where did the last one go, which was super weird, too? That one was supposed to go after Hammer into Anvil, but it didn't, and mm-hmm. so the two got paired together, and it was Because they it was. were weird. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So, you know. Like, like now that I know, because the whole time you guys have been like, oh, this was supposed to go here, this was supposed to go here, but I didn't know what was there. You know what I mean? Now that I know them all except the end, and I know this one leads to the end, it's interesting to see how I might have been feeling if the sequence was different. I mean, ultimately, you know, I mean, granted, there's... There's only one way that it was broadcast in the UK, which is the way we're going, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Right. Now... For the most part, Arrival is going to be the first one. You can't not yeah. have that one be the first one. And then uh, Once Upon a Time and Fallout are going to be the last one. And then, honestly, you might even play an exercise. Throw them however you want. Yeah. You know? It, it right. ultimately doesn't quite matter. It would almost be interesting, though, to watch 1 yeah. through 7 in their original intended order and then watch the extras as a second season to see how it would change. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel, if, or if it would, if it, I think yeah. I think it would because it, it's very obvious that the second season that they intended was going to be just a, a lot more far fetched because you're supposed to leave the idea of the village behind and go forward into the world, be yeah. it you know the real world or in the your crazy mind, crazy world. Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, I mean, McGowan's always made it made it pretty well known. He only wanted seven, mm-hmm. you know, and they right. made yeah. they were going to have him do twenty four. He didn't want to do. 24. He's like, yeah, seventeen. Right. So, so you get ten extra. Yeah. And they wrote them, as mentioned, in, I think, in Arrival, when mm-hmm. we talked about it, you know, a lot of the ideas for those came up over a weekend. So it was like, yo, hey, what yeah. do we do? <laughs> right, right. Type of thing. So, um, and by the way, what what I liked, um, I really liked the callback. Obviously, this is the same, you know, we talked about there was only one other number two who repeated himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, this, didn't we, we technically had the woman in two episodes. She was revealed at the end, right? And then didn't she come back? Am I no? I guess I'm, I don't know, I'm no. It's funny though. Even though we've had uh, another number two yeah. had appeared again, and I know what you're talking about with the woman. Um, this number two, when I saw him, he had more presence than the other ones reappearing. Like right away, I was like, "Oh, he's back! What's up?" Yeah. So that was a, a one of the things yeah. that I was like oh, because okay. last time he really sat him down. Yeah, yeah like talked. this. Yeah, this is this was a more um, I don't know what the word is strong strong presence of a number two mm-hmm. yeah. that you remember it because they've all kind of had their thing, but not to the degree that he's had a consistent thing. This number two, I think. And what I like, you know, in 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 Chimes of Big Ben when we did, he said, you know, um, I don't want him broken, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. And he's like, you know, now we do it my way. I like that yeah. and. Um, one of the songs we'll talk about all the songs but oh, Humpty man. Dumpty was was used and how it so reflects his you know he didn't want to break number 6 but in the end number 2 broke himself mm-hmm. so much that no nobody could pick put up all the to, yeah put, put it back together again exactly yeah. I like that um where do you guys want to start Which for me that made it 
the whole Humpty Dumpty thing made me feel like it was their fault that he resigned. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, elaborate. So let's talk about yeah. yeah. Let's, let's let's talk about the the idea of the resignation because yeah. that kept. You yeah, know. I mean that was yeah throughout every like it was, you know the story of Humpty Dumpty and then mm-hmm. he at the end ultimately number two did it to himself, wh- which did it to number six even though he was trying to like he was they're trying to ask this information that they already know the answer to because it was their fault mm-hmm. but they don't they're not realizing that they're the ones that caused the reg- resignation anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meredith, no, I I mean I I can. I can see where Steph is going with that. I, I mean, it, it seems like let me, let me find the right words here. It it seems like through the exercise in the embryo room that we're seeing the real reasons for the resignation, and it's right. being told through the story and through the eyes of number two. Right. You know, and okay, so I want to answer that, but before we quite, you know, before. I at least dive a little bit deep into mm-hmm. it. I want to talk like the idea that this is called the embryo room. Yeah, symbolic. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what you mean, Phil. How's that symbolic? No, I think it's pretty <laughs> literal. <Yeah. laughs> you know, and but but what's nice is it, he, you know he literally kind of starts off as a child, you know, brain wise, and mm-hmm. then you know ultimately becomes nice. You think what? that's nice? No, he said he said starts off as a child brain. Oh, wise. I thought he said it's nice no. that it starts no. off as a child. Oh, I, was like, nice. I was no. like, wait, when did I wait, say I'm nice? Like, <laughs> oh, I said that. I was like, that's good. It was creepy. And they took him all the way back. No, no, really no. sweet. Yeah, it's really touching. No, no, and 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 you know, obviously, he goes from that to um <laughs> to really becoming um, a, a sort of man. And and what I what I did like about him that, that I thought was nice. Um, was the fact, I mean, th- this really culminates, right? I mentioned it. it. This culminates the struggle of what this has all been, and, but it really um, g- gives it a punctuation of what is the actual struggle. And it's not about the prisoner in society, right? Because mm-hmm. we've seen him acclimate to the village. It's not the village. It's authority. Yeah. And authorities, um, you know, try, try, uh, it- their, their stance on things like you should do something right so the, the the example of him ratting out his friends as a school kid mm-hmm. the idea of like no i'm not gonna rat them out they're my friends and it's like no right. you need to rat them out because authority tells you and it's like well and, and then he's being punished for it so it's authority overstepping society and if you notice every encounter or every incarnation of number two is an authoritative figure be it a father a coach a teacher a judge right but if you think about that as well the authority is probably what's telling him or wanting him to keep a secret about the resignation so that's kind of flipped around full circle though I think no. I think no. He, he owes the, yeah. the, res, the res, right. Go ahead, Meredith. Because I think he, we're on the same page. He he doesn't. He he's not going to tell the resident because he doesn't owe them anything. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to say it because he's like, no, this is for me. If I tell but you, but he said it was a secret. I, it's his personal. It's his one thing he, he can said it own. Was a state secret. I thought. Yeah, but even so, right. Going back to the the the, the schoolboy kids, the whole idea is that, you know. He, what you know, they they have this pact, and just because you know, there's this one authoritative guy. No, you're not going to get it yeah. out of me. You know, we made a pact, and yes, it is a secret. But and and therefore, that's what it is. It's a secret. I'm not telling you just because you can punish. And and the, the I bu- get that. But what I'm saying is, someone told him to keep that a secret. I think he told himself to keep it a secret. 
But I, I doubt he's the only one that knows why he resigns. No, but but again, as a society, mm-hmm. right? Let's say in in his terms, the the British society, you know, there's there's various things, and and society has deemed like the Secret Service that they must keep keep secrets, and you don't defect. Mm-hmm. And so, just because someone uh, of authority who you don't even know really, because you don't know where their authority is placed sidewise, is telling you you got to tell them this, like, no, I'm not going to. Just like the school kids yeah. told them that it's not okay to rat on just, your friends. Just because you said I should tell you this, now I'm not going to tell you this because you, that's what you want. He's thumbing his nose at them. Yeah, I follow all that. I'm just saying, like, as for me, and again, I know yeah. I come crazy sometimes. <laughs> the deeper thing is that he's somewhat keeping a secret for some other government or society that's doing the same thing. I, I, I would reel it in a bit and say there. There are other people who are involved with this secret, but much like the school children, I think it's a secret amongst peers and not so much authoritative figures. I'll give you, I'll give you, there's another example. I totally understand what you guys yeah. are saying, 100,000%. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's one government that he doesn't want to tell the secret, but it's another government mm-hmm. that clearly he doesn't agree with that made him keep the secret because he's no longer with that thing he resigned. Yeah, but okay. So, so, it's, so it, it's like, but the, the whole point is, oh, it doesn't matter whether he's telling it to the other side. It could be still his side. He's not going to tell. It's not their business. Just like you know, the great again, the representation of a school. A school is neutral. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like the school is you know run by the east. You know, it just depends on the school. Yeah, it could be run by the government. It is, but, no, but again, he's. I get what you're saying. I totally yeah. get what you're saying. But again, to me, it's and it, and the idea, right? So he's kind of put on trial uh, for the death, you know, a car mm-hmm. crash and things like that. Okay, so that's not acceptable. But the bombing of innocence, because it's done by authority, that becomes acceptable. Right? And so, you know, all these various things are masked by the idea of that, oh, authority can do it. Versus, right. you know, you as an individual, you cannot. Like, no. And that's what I think this episode is 100% saying. I totally agree with you. I, it's- I'm just saying that sometimes it's a double-edged sword. Is what I'm trying to say. I, 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 I just want to say I love how strong of a statement this episode is on world events at that time. When mm-hmm. when you consider how anti-government yeah. the prisoner is, yeah. especially in, in British society, which, you know, you tend to have uh, the government controlling the media. It's a really, really strong statement. Now, that being said, Brit- Britain wasn't as involved in some of the, uh, you know, pan-Asian uh, conflicts like America was, and I feel like it's almost more of a commentary on what's happening in America. But yeah, still, I would say that too. Yeah. I would feel like America is more. It's it's more pointed at yeah, Britain's. but yeah. it's it's still amazing to see how it's done. You know, right. now that we're closing in on the end and we can look at it in the bigger picture, I, I just yeah. I think all of it's been a big yeah. fu to the government and politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in one way or another, the, and the and the system. It's really more the system, yeah, the system. whatever system that is. Yeah. And that's what I like. Like for the first time, I think you know it's you know we can look back at this and say you can accept the village, mm-hmm. and that's what he did. He got acclimated yeah. to the village. It's just you know uh, them. I really think it comes down to society and authority, and it's and, yeah. and authority is. The, but again, and I'm so sorry. I'm so so sorry for the tangent. But it's like he is accepting the village, but the village is run by this these leaders that he doesn't accept. So I feel like that's the problem with society and, is that so many people accept the way it is and just. 
get over the fact that it's run by a bunch of people that might not be making the best decisions, but we just live here and we become non-affected and, and, by it. And that's the difference where he's not accepting the the government. He's not accepting the the people. But over you can't the really accept to live in the village if you don't accept that. I you feel can, like I feel like at out. some point you have to accept your s- surroundings and work within that system or fight within that system. Right. You know. Maybe but you can't. You can't say that you disagree and accept it at the same time. I. I mean, he's he arguing is. that he yeah. could. He is showing but that then, he can. But that's the reason why I feel there are so many problems in the <laughs> world. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many people accept the way things are in society but bitch about our government or this, that, and the other thing, but they don't want to do anything to change it? But see, it. he takes it the step further. He's not just bitching. He's he's actively working against. But yeah. then he's not accepting it. Or, yeah. Well, but here's the thing. Part of it is... Part of it is an understanding, right? You have to understand mm-hmm. certain things um, and not yep. just live on your default human behavior and be a lab rat. And maybe accepting the village is, is the wrong <laughs> run. Maybe he's accepting his situation and mm-hmm. working under and understanding that. Because, or, uh, under, or maybe he's just understanding the village. Yeah. I don't know. It's... I mean, here's the thing. It, 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 to me, the, we're tap dancing over a fine line here. I yeah. get that, but, you know, but but the prisoner has also struggled with the idea, right? I mean, how many times uh, nonviolent um, resistance versus violent resistance, mm-hmm. right? And we've kind of teetered the line in that way, and which one actually gets you what you <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> totally violent fencing. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what was with these? Was the trampoline just, I, fighting, fencing? Uh, Who thinks of these things? But I'm just, just, I'm not just talking about that. You I know. know. I mean, yeah. it, it's been greater than that. You know. Well, when he, when he was forced to to use, you know, use the gun or not in the Western episode, I mean, right. that was really t- telling. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so he's he's always told that line, in in that regard, and and you know, talk about. I mean, the, the 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 ultimate scene in this was the seesaw episode. You know, he's really trying to define who's master, master, and who's Jack. Yeah. Right? You know, and and you know, uh, do some people? You know, this whole argument is he saying, uh, you know, that that he's the master, or that Jack is the master, that there should be no master, type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, how, how, how did you guys interpret that scene? I mean, that, first off, it was amazing, just sheer comedy. Yeah. I feel like for me that was when he started thinking he was the well, I don't know. It could go both ways, really. See, that's that's yeah. that's the scene I interpret where the it shifts. Yeah, where, it shifts yeah. where he seeing that he's the one in power. Mhm. And that or the I mean and I think and I mean, obviously the the seesaw is a great imagery for that Symbolism. because because number yeah. 2 is always high up mm-hmm. when he says master. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think the reality but is But then he also just falls on his butt. Yep. And that's when as the power number, shifts. Yeah, as soon as number six, like, recognizes it, he's mm-hmm. flat out number, you know, number two is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move on, guys, because I do want to, because this is the scene that has the mother versus the father, and how telling is that, right? right. So, mm-hmm. b- but before we get into that, um, all of these episodes that we've done, we've done it out of passion, um, and we've delivered them free to you guys, so obviously, you know meaning no cost, right? And uh, one of the reasons we can do that is because you guys help us out by supporting our sponsors. Uh, One of our sponsors for today is Mazda. It's an automotive. Um, And Mazda has a question for you guys. Does driving matter to you? Because there's over 4 million uh, miles of road in the U.S. to find out, and that is a lot of ground to cover. Um, there's a lot of highways, freeways, wrong ways, and long ways. Imagine the prisoner on this. He could go any which way. Um, they're all there, and they're all waiting to be driven on. So 
uh, you know, do you take that left turn at Albuquerque and go to the village? Or do you just keep going? Do you wake up early Sunday morning for a drive before traffic does? Because if you're in L.A., you better. Um, or do you take the long, winding road home for a change? Um, if driving matters to you, just get out and drive. Why? Because driving matters. Mazda. Support our sponsor. Yes. Support our sponsor. We can bring you lots and lots of more episodes. That's also, right. Also, I'm just saying, first car ever was a Miata. Mazda. Just saying. Zoom, zoom. You ever want to zoom, zoom, zoom? Hook me up again. Right. Um, okay. Oh, it was a, it was a Mazda M edition imported from Japan. Hmm. Nice. My parents are really nice. Nice. Anyways, nice. we'll move on. I know yeah. Stephanie's like, what? Um, what are you doing? Well, yeah. Speaking of parents, let's Uh-oh. talk about That's this. That's from my tie-in. That was my segue. Uh, <laughs> was trying that was really a segue. Hard. I didn't know what I was segueing into. That's fine. I, I, I really, um, I don't really have many, I mean, I have kind of what I've read. You don't I've have read, any parents? I, well, I don't. I don't have a father, I'll tell you that much. Oh. Um, but there's the low point of that episode. Foot in mouth, Meredith. Anyway, back to Philip. No. What, what did you guys think? I mean, you know, he, he's fine with the mother, then very violent at the mention of a father. Which father could represent authority, you can argue I mean, that. Yeah, father but. always represents authority, but it, it makes me question about some daddy issues there. With Oh, that's funny. I went to his fiance's father. Really? Who seemed to be intertwined with this somehow? Am I making oh, that up? Oh, from the, yeah, pre- from the yes. other episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mike, am I making this up? I mean, that's where I went. Okay, interesting. So go ahead, continue mm-hmm. the, that train of thought. That's just where I went because we see that, you know, and, and maybe they're leading me down a wrong path. But the path that I'm following mm-hmm. or followed until your facial expressions is that he maybe had a fiance before he resigned before this all happened. Well, and well her- he did have the fiance. Oh, so this is now. real. The fiance. Okay. Well, I mean, if we're to assume, I mean, oh, yeah. we've seen yeah. that episode. And yeah. we're to assume that the fiance's father had something to do with his disappearance. Yeah. And he had something to do with the resignation. He is more in the know than we know. And maybe then she knows the daughter who is his fiance. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I went. Interesting. Hmm. Because there's never any mention of his family, really. Yeah, Which, I, I mean, who doesn't have daddy issues, well, though? Come on. I, t- I took it. I read way much. Like, I can write a whole fanfic series based on that scene alone. Mm-hmm. Because, so obviously... You should totally do I, that. <laughs> right? Prisoner fanfic. So here's my thought process. The the reaction to the authoritative, authoritarian, authoritative figures in which number six is so violent against, especially at the mention of the father, tells me that... He was without a father most of his life growing up, and that's what led him into going into the spy world because, generally speaking, people who choose the life of being a spy don't have a lot of, like, earthly connections. They don't have a lot that, you know, you have to be you willing to give a up a lot. Lose. Yeah. yeah. So, Or he wanted to be able to figure out information about his father. Oh, oh. Information! Oh, my God, what if? Just saying, man. man. This could we'll be a really good book together. Yeah, this would be so good. Yeah. Oh my god. Maybe maybe dad was like a defector. He was like a, a German or a Russian. Maybe his dad was taken. Yeah. Stolen. Oh. To a village. This is so much good. like this village. Maybe his dad's number one. Oh my god. Find out. But we'll find out. <laughs> guys, we've got the we've got the new script for the movie. I know. Call us. Yeah. We'll drive our Mazdas over there. <laughs> uh, but by the way, they both agreed on uh, brother equaling friends. Yeah, yeah. So, Which I never get the impression that number I, I get, or I should say I get the impression number six is an only child. 
But that's why he has. Yeah. I mean, his 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 friends become his, like his brothers, yeah, which is why you're not gonna rat on your friends yeah. or, or your amazing coworkers or your number two authority. Yeah, it's so weird. I didn't think I any know. of that. Isn't that weird when they become? That's you know when they become friends. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, so maybe they're related. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that maybe he's related to all the number twos, and dad is number one. Maybe. Um, he's like, no. I know. Shut up. <laughs> he's like, no. Well, Steph, she's giving me the shortest amount of time to stick to, so I'm just, I'm just. Uh, what do you mean? Through. I don't know. The it's not my fault. There was a fire on the freeway. You I was what? late. <laughs> Sorry. In life, uh, in life, all you can know <laughs> oh, is that you don't, you will never be in control. And if I don't you can need to be in that, control. I actually like being out of control. Okay. It's like more a, fun to live that way. Well. Uh, one of the, I'm so say it. I'm just not gonna say speaking it. of the c- control, Uh-oh. right? Uh, the oh, seesaw. Shit. How did you guys type? Because it very much reflects what's happening in the control room. Yes. Except those guys don't have, uh, you know, in, the, in 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 this room, the embryo room, they're negotiating their terms of their relationship. Mm-hmm. In, in the in the control room, they're just seesawing any which way they go. Yeah, they're right. they're so, just kind uh, of a clue. Yeah, they have no idea. I wouldn't say they're seesawing. They're kind of like. On uh, on like one of those you know rides with the swings that just kind of go. Yeah. Out of, they're on the vomitron, right? The vomitron, the gravitron. Yeah. I oh, believe right. Is what that's no, it's called the vomitron. No. Steph, have you been on I it? I have. <laughs> I have not vomited. But you know what? Also, I um, what about like we totally skipped over the beginning of like Rover sitting in the number two chair. Talk about oh, that. Yeah. Go ahead. I want him. Yes. Uh, it was it was weird. Like I was watching it, and I was excited. I was like, "We have an intro. Mm-hmm. It's going to be somewhat normal." And I'm like, "We're going into Number Two's office. Here we go. This is going to be normal." And then all of a sudden, Rover's in the chair, and I was just like, "Oh, so Number Two is not really in charge? Is Number Two giving Rover the command? Is Rover taking command of Number Two? Can Rover just kill anyone?" And then Number Two pops up like some other random one would pop up. So Number Two is not really in control. Or, Rover. Rover's you know, number one. I don't know. <laughs> Rover, this magical balloon ball has so much, like, mystical powers that, you know, how many times has it followed the prisoner because it knew beforehand? It's it's almost like yeah. um, uh, the, the minority report, right, type mm-hmm. of thing. And in this situation, because ultimately where number six and number two, to me, they really do swap personalities. Yeah. And so it, it, it almost anticipates that number two is going to defect. Right. Or become broken, and and it's tell, like it's well, almost yeah, Rover warning him. And it's because you know, we, and we haven't had Rover in a, a while. I know, I miss Rover. Yeah, but yeah, you know, you're you're like right on with that. That Rover definitely pre is Knows a precursor to what yeah, is to come. Mystical balloon. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it just shows that Rover's more in the know than number two, and we always know, like we think oh, number two never knows anything, right? But it, they they make it out to be that number two is kind of in charge. That's how it would seem to mm-hmm. be, but it's never really the case because he's always got the phone call of someone telling him what to do. Well, here's the so number two is kind of just like a pawn. Yeah, he, oh, he, totally. Yeah, but I don't think we've ever debated that. I mean, yeah. No, part I'm just of the saying, po- yeah. like, yeah, it it, re- it resonates a lot with this episode. Yeah, yeah. And, and so going to going to your, you know, you, even though we joked about it, to, to the idea of control, right? Uh, number two is never in control. The more he tries to be in control, the more he fails just because... And Rover, we don't know what the hell this thing is. It has no human error. It has no human emotion, whereas... Every number two has failed because of human error and human emotion. Yep. And and you can't get around that. Now, number six has found a way to, whatever you can say, balance 
right. his humanity, but retaining himself as you know a, a stand-up to society, whatever you want to call it. You know, he's found that magical thing, right? Just like Rover. Sweet. Well, it's it's in a way he separated himself. Yeah. You know, so he can maybe he separated himself from his humanity to retain his sanity. You're a poet and you don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to rhyme in a tease. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. So this, there were there were a lot of songs used in um, in these things. And I want to start with the Grand Old Duke of York. Sing it, Phil. Yeah, go for it, Phil. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know which song that was. And Marissa's going to look up the song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we'll move on it, to the but, next one. But no, no, no. We're going to start with it because it represents mm-hmm. the, the the lyrics, and we're going to pull it up in a moment. It represents a similar struggle um, of a, of a return to society, right? They 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 went into the embryo, and now he's returning. Ultimate. Blast it, Marissa. He marched them up to the top of the hill and he marched them down again. I don't remember this song. And when they were up, they were up. You don't remember it And when they were down, they were down. And when they were up, they were up. They were neither up nor down. Oh, the grand old Duke of York. He had ten thousand. I mean, it's not a very, like, it's not a song that you guys would know. Marissa knows it. Speak. You know it. Yeah, oh, I know this song. It's in a lot of kids sing along. It's in a for those of you who maybe can't quite hear Marissa, it's it's in a lot of kids sing along songs. Which, I didn't even hear it in the episode. Is yeah, what I'm saying. I'm I don't remember, remember it being in the episode. Neither does Merida. Don't look at us like that. Yeah, double check. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, you double twinkle, check. twinkle, little, little star. star. How does that one go? Twinkle, 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 twinkle little star. How I wonder <laughs> where, where you are. I don't know the. That's like a happy kid song. Humpty Dumpty's not so happy. Humpty Dumpty is not happy. No. Do you want to be Humpty Dumpty? Nope. I don't. Nope. Uh, do you guys know the Eaton Boating song? I don't know that one. No. Nope. I, I don't remember that song either. E T O N Boating? Um, but they, of course, brought back mm-hmm. Pop Goes, Goes the, the Weasel. Weasel. Yeah, that's the only one I remember. Yeah. Pop Goes the Weasel, Humpty Dumpty, and Twinkle Twinkle. Which. Funny. Uh, um, Pop becomes an acronym for protect other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I can't get point of purchase out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about point of purchase. That's what number two is thinking. Uh, Number six is protect other people. Yeah. So. Yeah. A lot of of meaning, you know, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Again, it's all very well thought of. It's it's allegorical, as they say. Yeah. If you scratch. They're smart. Magoon's smart. It's a smart show. Yeah, I'm really sad he's not alive today for us to pick his brain. I don't think he'd he'd come in here back. No, I think after a certain point we would we'd break him down. Yeah, we'd we'd break him. We'd tie him to the chair and just. Oh man, is this Eaton? This is Eaton. The Eaton boating song. Um, you know, one of the so I you know (laughs) as to to kind of support the idea that number six and number two swap places, mm-hmm. you know, when they're talking about the bombing of London and, and various things, uh, based off of the timeline, the date of birth that we've heard, that we obviously know McGowan and his birthday, but they've also made it number number Six. six's birthday, it doesn't match up. And therefore, that memory would have to be number two's, two's memory to yeah. actually be, be in fruition. Um so, so also, this kind of supports the theory that it's all just one person and this is all internal. For me, this episode completely supports that. 
theory. find out next yeah. episode if that's Just the case. Um, let's see. What else do I have on here? Um, you know, there was there was a line um, that that you you are f- you are free free to go um, towards the end, right? When he mm-hmm. when he gets right. to go, you're, the door is open. You are free to go, but they cut that first portion because they wanted more like free for all, where you're all free to go. Yeah. Um, so I did like that. Um, anything you guys, uh, you know, there's a lot of scenes. There, there's the bank scene. Well, there's, there's the scene the, where he attacks the guy with the umbrella. It talked. What did you? I, I mean, the just. Penguin. Yeah, just, I mean, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the fact to see, see him so violent. It, it's. I'd be pissed too by yeah, this point in the game. Yeah. Okay. Come fair on. enough. I know. I just, it's, it's He's just. not so, drinking anymore though. It's just interesting because it, it, in the order in which it plays out, it seems so out of place. But mm-hmm. it also just makes me think like oh, maybe you're maybe you're switching places a little bit. Like it's not it's not number six at that point, mm-hmm. you know? Right. That's just all. Yeah. It was number four? The in between? Yeah. <laughs> also, um, it was. It, I, I don't know. That's just and I just there were no real leading females in this episode, which I thought were interesting. Were there any females? No, no, they weren't. There weren't a uh, another interesting thing to note, right? Even because um, one of the things, right? As much as I've been mm-hmm. saying they switch, they do overall start fairly similar, right? Where where number two is resisting, as as we mentioned, he's saying, you know, we do this on mm-hmm. my terms. And even when when our uh, Angela Muskrat, our butler, comes in. He's got the breakfast laid out, but number two says, "No, no, no! You do it my way, and you, this, this is what I want, not this." Yeah. So he's kind of like number six in that way. Yeah. He wants it his way. Yes, and at that point in time, I was a little bit disappointed that Rover did nothing. I mm. want him to like take the food. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. Maybe that should have happened. Um, I've uh, I, you know the, the, we can dissect a lot more of this, but uh, you know I've hit. Most of the points that I want to hit, if the, you know, I want to give you guys ample time to, to talk about, you know, because I know we're a little bit pressed for time today to talk about what you guys My want to talk about. My fault again, sorry. You guys can tweet me angrily. Yeah. I, I mean, here's I the thing. What I, love is, what I love about you guys as fans, you guys are like, Phil, it's your show. You run the network. You extend it to be four hours, whatever you want. I'm like, I'm the ultimate number two. I'm a slave to everything. You are. Yeah. You well, know, I mean, actually, I could take it on being my fault, but actually, it's your fault. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, technically, it's my boyfriend's fault who's driving me, who has an early call time. There it is. So I'm just going to pass the blame. But no, it's no, my kidding. fault because I can't drive. And then he, no. he's going to say it's society's. It is. Society's no, it's no one's fault. fault. We had a no. good show. We had a great show. I, I feel like I feel like it's. I feel like we've covered everything we yeah. need to at this point without spoiling too much. Yeah. Because I, I feel like. You know, listening to this episode, I'm pumped. I'm so yeah. That's what I'm this episode not, gets you guys me. Are, but I do. I feel like, like yeah. And and for you guys out there, just you know, we're all gonna watch this episode together. So it's gonna be the super final fun. Episode. Yeah, the final, the final episode, episode together. Which I, in my mind, I have it like if we just finish this episode right now, I feel like we're about to just go and watch the next no, one. No, so it's like, but it doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, we have no. to go. We have to watch it so we can record right after we watch it. Yeah. Right, but with that, I kind of don't want the week. Of like, it's gonna be so crazy. I'm not because I feel no. like I was prepared for the cra- like the Western one. It was just like I came back like, what Here, the hell is Here's that? the thing: it's not gonna be crazy, but it's going to be awesome. I like awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, 
So uh, we're gearing up for the last episode. Um, we'll uh, we will have an extended one of that where we'll not talk ready. about not only f- Fallout, but we'll I talk know. about I'm the so season. Ready for this to end. We'll talk about the various things. There's a lot to you know. We every- will have a full hour for that show. Well, at least. Maybe even an hour at and a half. At least because here's the thing: I've been saving so much of the yeah. stuff about the series as a whole that I couldn't talk about. Yeah. So obviously there's stuff to talk about Fallout, but then stuff to talk to about sum it Fallout. Up. Yeah. It's a series finale. It's a that's it. I'm just saying. It's a it's a you know forty five years of culmination finale. You gotta put a bow on it. That's right. Um, all right, so thank you guys for joining us yet again on another uh, mm-hmm. AfterBuzz TV, The Prisoner After Show. Um, it's always a pleasure. Let us know your guys' thoughts and opinions. How many times have you guys seen The Prisoner? Uh, How many times do we go see it now again after tonight's episode? You know, and uh, and if you're listening to us, no matter what time or space, just just be as excited as we are for Fallout, and then be ready to discuss it with us because it's it's going to be super exciting. Um, in the meantime, feel free to, but please don't spoil um, it for Steph C. At I am Steph C. Yes, with an F. With an F. And then, of course, Meredith Placco. At M. Placco. And although you can spoil it for Meredith, please don't, because then Steph C. Yeah. might read some tweets. and then she, eh, you We know. stalk each other's Twitter. It's okay. Don't do that. All good in the hood. And, of course, follow us here at AfterBuzz TV. Um, feel free to use the hashtag ABTVPrisoner. And uh, we'll be back, and we might even have Booger back, but we'll we'll see. You know, we'll see if yes. Booger's back. He wanted to, he wanted to rejoin, mm-hmm. and uh, who knows? We might have a star-studded cast of all the number twos. <laughs> Maybe that's a lie. See, uh, be, be seeing you. you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 